One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Would I be the jerk if I didn't want my stepson to move in? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for refusing to invite my fiance's sister to our wedding? My fiance. 28 male, and I, 27 female, are getting married next year. His family is Spanish, but all of them speak perfect English. I don't speak Spanish at all. When I visit his family, no one ever switches to English. They all always act like I am not there. They just don't make effort to include me in their conversations at all. I swallowed this for years, and I learned to live with it. However, I can't stand how his little sister, 27 female, treats me. Here are some examples. 1. When we visit his family, she always asks my fiancé if they can spend time in two, to have some quality sibling time, without me. Since I don't know anybody in Spain, it just means that they are going out for a whole day and I just stay alone with their parents, which are ignoring me. I cannot comprehend how people can treat their guests like that. I would never dream to tell my fiancé to stay in a room in my hometown because I need some quality time with my sister. 2. I hate the smell of cigarettes, my nose is sensitive and it just can't stand it. I never have problems with it in public, when I smell it I just move to avoid standing next to a smoker. His sister is a smoker and she knows I hate the smell. She was asked many times to move her smoking elsewhere when I am present, however she always refused. There were times when we were eating a lunch and she was smoking next to me, knowing it disturbs me a lot. When I wanted to leave the table for five mins to wait out the smoke, my fiancé was calling me rude. Also, when I was refusing to sit down next to her, I was apparently being offensive. 3. We were planning a family trip. One day I was talking to my significant other in English when his sister comes between us and starts talking to my fiancé in Spanish, ignoring my presence completely. He told me that his sister came and asked him to not bring me to that family trip, that it will be better without me, and that I am not welcome there. I felt super disrespectful that someone can stand in front of me and say all these things in other language knowing I wouldn't understand. 4. There were many moments when I was having an English discussion with my fiancé and his sister was just coming in and interrupting us without even high towards me. She was just starting speaking in Spanish to my fiancé and I was just standing there, feeling very unwelcome. 5. She advised my fiancé to break up with me many times. She was telling his whole family mean stuff about me, apparently that I am jealous, toxic, etc. None of it is true. I was very hurt hearing it, but I get it. If she felt like it, she should inform her brother. But not supporting our relationship makes me not want to invite her to our wedding. 6. More subtle stuff, but characters limit so. Now we are preparing a guest list. I don't want to invite her. I know I won't have a good time on my own wedding if she's there. Things she was doing to me were subtle, but I always felt excluded and bad. Am I the jerk? Our next story is, am I the jerk for hiring my cousin's nanny that she hired for her disabled child? I, 35 female, have a cousin, Shauna, 40 female, who had twin girls in 2018, but because of some complications while giving birth, one of them had birth asphyxia that caused severe brain damage. Shauna's daughter suffers from cerebral palsy and epilepsy. Back in August, I hired a young girl, Bianca, 22 female, as a maid. 
Around November, I told Bianca I really didn't have any need for a maid currently and could easily do most of my chores plus take care of the kids myself, but if I needed someone and she was free, I'd hire her again. Shauna immediately hired her as a nanny and I was really happy for them as Bianca found work with a good family and Shauna had the help she needed. I was skeptical how Bianca was with kids because I never left my kids with her and would do most of the childcare myself. I have one toddler and two school-aged children. A few days ago, around the end of January, I contacted Bianca if she knew anyone as I needed a maid-slash-nanny as my job was becoming more demanding and I needed someone to be home for the kids. Bianca told me she'd be available by the 1st of February. I asked about Shauna, and she said the work was too demanding taking care of her daughter plus chores around the house concerning her other five kids. Bianca came by the 1st, and she's been working with me since then. I did not talk with Shauna as I thought Bianca and her had worked something out on their own. On the 3rd, Bianca keeps getting calls and she keeps disconnecting them. After some time, I get a call from Shauna crying and screaming saying I stole Bianca from her. I have no idea what she's saying and when I confront Bianca while still on the phone with Shauna, she admits that she's been trying to quit for a while but Shauna keeps begging her and emotionally blackmailing her not to quit that she had no choice but to get another job without informing Shauna. I hang up and get angry with Bianca that now I'm in an uncomfortable position cause Shauna is my cousin. I do not want to fire Bianca cause I'm also in dire need of help too, plus she's already worked a week with me. Naturally the entire family thinks I'm the jerk cause I stole Bianca from Shauna. Only my mom, mother-in-law and sisters are on my side but everyone else including my sister-in-laws are saying I should fire Bianca and let Shauna hire her again. Plus, I'm getting constant calls from Shauna begging me to let go of Bianca because she needs her more. Bianca doesn't want to go, but Shauna keeps spamming her and telling her she'll pay her more, like 25% more than what I'm paying her now. I let Bianca make the final decision, and she said she wanted to stay with me. Am I the jerk here here? Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my boyfriend that he wouldn't be the person I called if I had an emergency? I, 28 female and my boyfriend, 26 male, have been together for two and a half years, living together for two years. A couple of days ago, we got into argument because I told him that he wouldn't be the person I called if I had an emergency. A little background on why I said this. He used to be the person I called if I had an emergency, but every single time I have called him, he has let me down. I called him when I found out I needed surgery on my knee and asked if he could take me and pick me up. He told me that work was more important. When I went into anaphylactic shock, I called him and again work was more important and my boss and one of my co-workers left work to take me to the hospital and stayed with me the whole time. When my brother passed away, I called him for emotional support and all he said was that sucks. Lastly, this summer by back window on my car literally exploded when I was driving with my daughter. I called him and he said he didn't know what I expected him to do and hung up the phone. I called my boss again who came and helped me. When I told him this, he said it was mean and hurtful and asked me how he isn't there for me. I told him all the things I mentioned above. He then asked me how I've ever helped him when he had an emergency. I brought up giving him a place to live when he almost became homeless, dropping everything when he got into a car accident and driving around to get him the parts he needed to fix his car, giving him my old car to drive after another car accident. He also got into an accident in my old car giving him my old iPhone when he dropped his into a lake and couldn't afford to get a new one and giving him money when he doesn't have enough to cover his bills. I'm also the one who pays for all the household needs like bills, food, and anything else that's needed. I also do 95% of the cleaning and all of the cooking. 
After telling him all this, he said that me not texting him in the morning is the same thing as him not showing up for me in emergency situations and that his job is more important than I am to him. We've barely talked since the fight and are sleeping in different beds, so am I the jerk for telling him that he's not the person I would call anymore if I need help? Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister-in-law she can sleep train my son if she's that offended by his sleep habits? My son is 5 and autistic. Sleep has always been a huge issue for us. It's partially what led to my divorce. That's how severe. He still uses a pacifier to soothe at night and sleeps in my bed. I have in the past tried every sleep training method possible. I've had him on every med. I've weaned him off his pacifier and put him in his own bed paid five separate sleep consultants. Absolutely nothing works. In a fit of exhaustion, I went full extinction, took the pacifier and left him in his room. He didn't sleep at all that night. I kept him awake during the day and he then didn't sleep at all the second night. He was exhausted and it took me months to rebuild his trust in me after the fact. At this point, I do whatever works and that's his binky and mama cuddles. My sister-in-law hates this. She's very forward with her parenting methods and makes it known every time I see her. My brother is a piece of wet lettuce and agrees with whatever his wife said. She could tell him they were going to abandon their children and move to Mexico, and he'd be 110% on board. My mom also thinks the sun shines out her butt. Every time we see her, she comments on the pacifier or the bed sharing and is all, he needs off that, or you should just put him in his own bed, he'll tire eventually, etc. She sends me 101 different sleep training techniques. Regardless of how many times I've told her I already tried them, she refuses to believe me, thinks I just did them wrong and need to try again. I bumped into her in Walmart late the other night and he had his pacifier and blanket. She made another comment about transitioning him out of his sleep supports. I kind of lost my crap on her a little and I'm not proud of it, but I basically told her she could shove her opinions up her butt and if she was that concerned, she could sleep train him and deal with the screaming all night. She got kind of angry and told me as a mother it's my job to set him up for life. I understand that one day he will need to sleep unassisted, but I don't know how to make that happen. She has since called me a neglectful mother on Facebook and had my mom and brother ask me to apologize and made comments about me stepping up and putting my foot down with him. I do feel a little bad for trying to pin it on her rather than me, but I also think she should keep her nose out of my business, even if she is just trying to look out for him. Am I the jerk? Our next story is, am I the jerk for not letting my kids visit me in my home? I retired a few years ago and moved south of the border. I like the idea of never having to shovel snow for the rest of my life. To begin with, I let my kids come visit with their families. I bought a big place to entertain. All they do when they visit is complain about the beds, about the pool, about internet access. You name it, I heard it. I could put up with it if it was just the kids, but it's my kids too, and their spouses. So the last few times they have made plans to come down, I've made arrangements to meet them at a nice tourist city where they can stay in a good hotel with all the amenities. I pay for the hotel. I can afford it and I like seeing my grandkids. Now my kids are bugging me because I won't let them stay at my house and just relax. They're always rushing around doing tourist stuff and the kids are on their phones all the time. None of my other family and friends whine when they come stay with me. I have a pool and a dune bus. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. To go check out the area. My kids think I'm being a jerk and that I should just let them visit my home. I don't think so. It's my little slice of heaven and I can do without negativity there. Our next story is Am I the jerk for taking away the Netflix account I share with my friend? This is honestly stupid and petty, but I need some insight. I have a Netflix account that I fully pay for. One of my closest friends is in a tight financial situation and I gave her full access to my account to use as she pleases. Said friend is in a long-term slash long-distance slash online relationship. Today she called me and she casually told me she gave my Netflix account to her partner so they could watch movies together. She proceeded to ask if I'm mad she gave it away and although livid I responded that her question is a little too late considering she already did it. I didn't want to be a jerk so I hung up to compose myself. Then I decided to change my password and sign out all devices currently logged in. Am I the jerk for doing this? I didn't mean to be selfish. I would have been fine with them both using it if she'd asked. Our next story is, am I the jerk for taking my son to have allergy testing done without his mother? My, 26 male son, three years old, was diagnosed with mild asthma almost two years ago. Last December, he had an appointment with a new pulmonologist who ordered allergy testing to confirm or rule out allergies as a cause for his somewhat frequent wheezing. The doctor wanted the tests done that day, but due to scheduling issues, she said we could wait, but to have it done before his next appointment in April. My son's mother and I are divorced, though we are still going to court for issues related to custody. To say the least, we do not get along. We share custody 50-50. I have made several attempts to take my son to get the testing done during the time he is with me. Each time I've let her know in advance. Each time she said, that doesn't work for me because XYZ, please don't take him without me. So I have postponed it each time in an effort to keep her involved. But she has not made a single effort to take him during the time he is with her. Not even mentioned it once. I informed her last night that I'd be taking him today and would let her know how it goes and send her any paperwork I got. Lo and behold, she said today doesn't work for her and that she needs to be able to schedule a day off to go. Then stated she has the 27th of this month off work and asked me to wait until then. I don't know what my schedule will be like in three days, let alone three weeks. I can take him today, and I'm done trying to accommodate her schedule. As a side note, last weekend I asked if I could pick our child up and take him to a car show. He loves cars. She said that he was taking a nap and they were going to the beach when he woke up. I said I'd pick him up when he woke up, take him to the show, walk around for 30 minutes, then bring him to the beach and be there shortly after they got there. After running out of excuses, she said that she was not comfortable being near me even though I offered solely as a courtesy to stay in my vehicle the entire time. 
I've not said or done anything that would make her fear for her safety. She uses I'm not comfortable as an excuse when it's convenient for her. So, my initial response to her once again asking me to wait until she could attend was, if you aren't comfortable being near me for a 30 second exchange so that our son could go to a car show, how are you comfortable being near me for an hour plus for the testing? She continued on to say that because the hospital is a public place with security, she's fine with it. As if the beach with actual police officers isn't a public place. It doesn't make a difference to me if she's there or not. It's not about me or her. It's about our son. I told her that and told her if our son asked about her, I would tell him that she wanted to be there but had to work. Am I the jerk? Our next story is Aita for not defending my friend when his expensive new clothes got ruined. I, 23 female, live in India and had a friend, 24 male. Let's call him Joe, visiting from New York this week. Today was Holi, which is a massive festival in India, where people douse each other in color and water to celebrate. It's also fairly accepted that anyone is fair game on Holi, whether you're throwing water balloons from your balcony or chucking color from the street, people douse random strangers and everyone enjoys it. Joe had another friend living in my city who invited him and me on Holi to show Joe a proper Holi celebration. We both got ready in the morning. I was wearing an old night suit, and Joe had dressed up in a newly bought, very expensive-looking kurta. He gave me a very judgmental look and asked whether it was appropriate for me to go to his friend's party dressed in old, ragged clothes, especially when his friend had said it would be a proper party. I laughed and explained that not only were we going for a holy party, but we would also have to walk on foot to reach the friend's house, and whatever clothes we were wearing were bound to get ruined. Joe still looked a bit annoyed, but didn't say anything further. Cut to 20 minutes later, and we got out of the car and began the short five-minute walk to Joe's friend's house. A bunch of teenagers ambushed us out of nowhere, and within seconds we looked like walking rainbows and were utterly drenched. I laughed, picked up some of the kids' water balloons, and chucked them at them, but Joe got incredibly mad and started screaming at the kids about how expensive his clothes were, how they ruined it, and how they had reimbursed him. The kids could see he was angry but said to me in Hindi they couldn't understand what he was saying. I told Joe that, and I also told him that I had forewarned him about this, and it's a very, very accepted part of the culture here, something people do not get upset about. Joe got mad at me and told me to explain to the kids that they had to apologize and cough up the money for his clothes. I refused and Joe walked off in a huff. The party went great, it was a typical holy bash and Joe and I immediately fit in being already covered in water and color and I thought all was fine now. However, when we got back to my house, Joe got really mad at me about refusing to defend him, making him feel isolated and alone in a foreign country and imposing my culture in an uncomfortable manner without respecting the fact that has a tourist. I told him he was being unreasonable and went to bed. However, later a few of our mutual also American friends texted me that I was being a jerk about the situation. I did not think I had done anything wrong, but now I'm starting to suspect that I was a jerk for not understanding and respecting that my friend might not be comfortable with such traditions and that he had spent a lot on these new Indian clothes. Update. So, it turns out there was a lot more to the story, quite a lot more. I kicked Joe out of my house today, he will never be part of my or my friend's life ever again. I made a group with everyone besides Joe, and as soon as I started texting them, it was clear Joe had fed them utter nonsense. He told them that I had pressured him into going shopping, telling him that wearing ethnic clothes was a necessity, and not only had I taken him to very high-end brands, I had pushed him to buy the most expensive items. 
I immediately clarified the situation to my friends and that's when a much darker truth began to emerge. We are a group of about 10 friends who met at university in the States and are a very diverse group. Indians, Brazilians, Chinese, Nigerian, Spanish, American, etc. We also became friends over a shared love of traveling and committed to visiting each other's home countries after graduation. Post-graduation, we were fortunate enough to all land really high-paying jobs and travel was the hobby we chose to use our surplus income on. The difference was Joe and Cameron who had let's just say very extensive trust funds waiting for them. So while we all traveled quite a bit, it was Joe in particular who traveled the most. In fact, he has already visited most of our friends I was the second last left. Turns out his actions were a pattern. He takes some aspect of a culture acts on it and then throws a scene about other aspects he doesn't like. Gets red envelopes for Chinese New Year. Has a fit about a fire phobia while lighting lanterns. Goes to Brazil for carnival, throws a fit about being asked to dress accordingly, etc. None of us had mentioned this before to each other because the general perception had been that Joe was a good guy, well-traveled, etc. And that it was just a one-off incident. The worst part though, this only happened with his friends of color. No issue when he went for La Tomatina or Oktoberfest. I decided to confront Joe today morning and at first he denied but I showed up the group messages. That is when he lost it, he went on a rant about how all non-white culture was amusing and exotic and he didn't mind it, but he hated how we always forced him into barbaric and disgusting parts of our tradition he said that's he had an issue with and that we were killing his love for travel, and how much better our friends in Europe had been. I told him to get out of the house instantly, and when he refused saying he had nowhere to stay, I had my driver take his luggage out. I told the rest of the group about this, and we are all equally shocked and hurt and are cutting him off entirely. To all the lovely people who commented how fun Holly sounds, please come to India in March. People would love to celebrate with you. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not paying my half-sister's mom after she broke a car rental agreement? Back in November, my half-sister, 19 female, graduated from her Air Force basic training. Because of my schedule, I took a flight to the city and back. Round trip cost me around $550. My half-sister's mom, Janet, 40 female, rented a van for her and the other four people who attended the graduation to drive there and back. This trip was 48 HRs total. While we were there, we would all pile into the van and go to whatever activities we had planned for the day. About a week after getting back, Janet puts all of us, excluding half-sister, into a group chat and tells us that the rental company is fining her another $500 for a cleaning fee. Once they were back, she had picked up my half-sister's dog and brought it home so there was dog hair in the van. She claims that since we had all used the van, we should all pay a portion of the fine. I called the rental company and they explained that this fee was because there was dog hair in the car and the agreement that she signed states that there are no pets allowed in the vehicle and that if the contract is broken in any way, the fine is $500. After this call, I messaged back telling Janet that I will not be paying anything because I paid for myself to fly instead of ride in the van and I didn't break the contract. She lashed back saying that you have a job to pay for these things. If I added up the cost of you riding in the van with us, it would be much more. I don't live with my parents or have a husband to help with bills. Half-sister made a courageous decision to join the military, and since this is her dog, you should be willing to pitch in. The people who rode in the van for the trip there and back all paid.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.